The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, Whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this Billy DeVore and sitting across from me as always is... What's good, baby boys and girls? It's Lee Michael Kimbrell. How you doing out there, nasty boys and ladies? They're good! Probably better now than, you know, than they were last week when they didn't yeah. get to hear our sweet melodic tones. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the fucking cord fucked up, and I think I figured it out. That was no one's fault but technology. Technology. B- blame happens. Elon Musk. You know what? But also... A bad carpenter blames his tools, that, so that right. is also my fault. We'll wear it. Um, I'll wear the fuck out of it. How long have you been opening like that? Uh, I think the whole time, right? The whole time. I think it might be the whole time. Like, I can't remember. Like, I think you just opened up like that without really any discussion. And then I remember like one episode where we discussed it where I was just like, oh, well, I guess like this is how you open it, like, officially in that first year or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's so good. I love the consistency. Thank you. Hello! So I do tw- I do tweak it every week. Yeah, Very with the cadence. Small. Yeah, exactly. Like the rhythm of it all. Because you just don't want to ever do the same thing twice. Yeah, I know, man, but I do. I, I really enjoy this it. This grand wizard of comedy gave me this advice. Grand wizard? He said, you know, a joke is new even if you change the cadence of it That's or the true. pause, it's always the joke will always be new and different depending on where you stop and start. Who's Great the, advice, right? That's really good advice. Rob Wilfong. Really? That man was it what knows knows his shit, which is shocking. Wilfong knows what the fuck he's doing, man. I know. It's, Wilfong it's like he's an eighty three year veteran of comedy. Yeah, he's been in the game for so long. I got nothing bad to say about him, man. He knows what he's doing. He's got his room. He's got his work. Yeah. There are, like, a lot of people in the state of Kentucky and Ohio who'd be like, Rob Wilfong's my favorite comic. Oh, for sure. You know? Like, yeah, no. Murder in a theater in Brown yeah, I've seen him crush before, too. Wait, you don't have it. Or I'm just like, and it's a 350-seat theater. And I'm like, holy shit. Oh, you've told me about that before. That's wild. It's insane. There's different levels to this shit, folks. And guess what? And there's all different types of people who like this shit. Like, I watched uh, Larry the Cable Guys new special on Amazon. I bet it's great. Yeah, it fits the mold. Dude, Larry the Cable Guy, man, I can't remember which one of his specials. It was like in the crescendo of his hype. I read this article where in that special, he told something like 395 jokes. That's insane. Joke, 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 joke. When January, I went and uh, worked in Omaha, Nebraska, which is where he lives. That's like his home base. You'd think he was from like Podunk, Georgia or some no. shit. He's from Nebraska. And no. the guy who hosted the weekend that I worked is this awesome comic, rodeo clown turned stand up comedian, Tyler Walsh. That's tight. He's a fucking G. He's huge. He's like six five, three bills. He's such a good guy. And the Omaha Funny Bone just opened up last weekend, their first weekend back. Headliner, Larry the Cable Guy, host, Tyler Walsh. Fuck yeah. Six shows sold out. I hope that Larry's like, you're my guy. I te- I was texting with Tyler, and he said that he's just the nicest guy he's ever met. So 
they posted pictures of them like hugging in the green room, like on the cable guy's Instagram. That's a couple million followers. Oh, yeah, that's that's gonna help. Him yeah, it's wild. So that that made me happy. I got nothing bad to say about Rob Wilfong or Larry the Cable Guy. I don't either. Everyone has their own thing. As long as you find an audience, that doesn't matter. Find a niche, baby. That's find what we're trying niche. to do. That's what we're all trying to do, right? You just try yeah. to find your niche. That's, that's it. Find an itch, make it scratch. Scratch that itch, baby. Yeah, I got an itch right now. What are you itching for? I'm itching. I wait, I wonder if there's a place where I could bet on the debate right now that's happening as we record this Thursday night at 8.19 p.m. Betting on the debate seems like a weird one. There's no way you can, like, bet on politics and stuff, right? No, there is a place. Yeah, I mean, but, like, I mean, I know you could, like, feasibly bet on sports, but, like, you can really bet on politics, huh? Yeah. No, now that you mention it, it's uh, it's bet online. Oh! It's bet online. You can bet on politics there, but you know the wait's finally over. We got uh, football's back. Football is back. You got a triple threat. Yeah, you do. Well, not anymore. The NBA Finals is gone. So it's a, it's a double. It's double. a double double threat, okay? Big or a triple threat because you can bet on politics. You, you got the World Series that we're going to talk about. Dow Harrison race. You got the NFL season. Where? On KBO baseball still. On bet online. Bet online. You can still do that. That's a triple threat. Bet online. They're going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on everything imaginable this season. Everything. Every single thing. You got game spreads and totals, team player and coaching prop bets. Bet online, they just give you more options to wager than any place online. Anywhere. Anywhere. That's a fact, Jack. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today. Start off wagering on win division and championship futures now. Go over there and head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, they're your online sportsbook experts. They're the experts. You know what was expert? What? You set me up for that read. I'm pretty good at that it. That was really good. That's a pro lead-in. I like that a lot. That Thank was a pro you. lead-in, man. You know what also is a pro move? Instead of holding the mic like I normally do when doing stand-up on the connector, I am now holding it like you're supposed to so I don't fuck up the connector and I feel naked. Fuck up that XLR. Fuck it up big time. I'll do it again, too. Oh, God. Dude, have you, like, I know that you have. You've been doing it for so long. Ugh. Like, when you're, <laughs> when you're up there and when you're doing comedy and the XLR or something is a little wonky and you've got to do the pro move and, like, adjust your grip and you're just up there, like, holding the mic with, like, two fingers. Yeah. And everything is normal. Other, but the only thing, like, you're go, you know, your brain is mm-hmm. spitting out your jokes and you're riffing, you're working the room or whatever. But then all you can think about is, like, God, I look like such yeah. a chode. <laughs> I feel like a buffoon. Fucking holding this thing like fucking chopsticks. Oh, it, yeah. It's the, and then your palm, like, my hand is now sweaty. And now I'm holding it like a fucking recorder in fifth grade. Yeah. Hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. Hot, 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 hot cross, 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 hot cross buns. Hot cross buns does not make me think of the recorder. Makes me think of Three Stooges. It does? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Deep cut. I'll watch Three Stooges clips on YouTube at least once a week. Pretty timeless. Timeless and hilarious. Yeah, yeah fun. Slapstick is funny for a reason. For yeah, and it, there's a reason that it it, it it made it from the 30s and 40s to YouTube. Speaking of slapstick, what happened to your right hand? Are there a couple scratches? Yeah. Is that a cat injury? Um uh well, Alicia doesn't <laughs> no want me to clue. talk about it. No. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh what happened? She hit me and pushed me down the steps. Uh, what happened was I was at Logan and Sarah's and they have a very very temperamental cat 
the cat came up and like got the pocket and I patted him and then like he did the whole butt raise and, and then so he I, just turned and I rode the freight elevator up and I started <laughs> scratching. Oh, you like that butt play, cat? Oh, okay. I'll slip a fucking pinky in. And then I was like, okay, I think we're friends. I think we're friends now. And he goes and he sits in like the little pocket of the couch. And then I'm just bullshitting, talking, and I just lean over to pet him, and he just oomph, went to town. Got me good. Got that cat scratch fever, dude. Yeah, I'm, I've got 101 fever. Well, yikes. Yeah, I got, <laughs> <laughs> I've got my fever's 101. <laughs> I think scratch. I got something from a cat. Yeah. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have fucked dude, it. Speaking of cats. My girlfriend, Morgan, she got a little mm, kitten. Mm. She got a little kitten. It's Cutest got a thing. full, clean bill of health now. Finally. But my God, that cat. Went through hell. It health. was the most 2020 thing of all time. I thought that little cat was going to die. I did, too. I thought we, no, I didn't think it had any chance. I never said that to Mo. <laughs> yeah. But, like, my God, there was no chance that cat was going to live. And she's healthy as a little horse. It's like uh, you just got to get over that hump. Some, like, isn't that like the same with all wildlife. Speaking of a temperature animals? of one hundred one, did you know that cats' temperatures are? I mean, it makes sense that a cat wouldn't have the same internal body temperature as a human, right? But like, we took it in; it had a temp of one hundred five. Oh my god! And I was just like, "Well, one hundred five like kills a human. Sure, this three pound cat doesn't stand a chance. Yeah. But cats' temperatures they run hotter." Covered in hair. Yeah, like a nor a normal cat temp, like a healthy cat's temperature is like one oh one. Really? I didn't know that. I I didn't either, but that makes sense. They're covered in thick fucking fur. Yeah. They got a bunch of nipples. Oh, that, that gets me hot. So many. The 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 male cats have nipples? Yes. Do they? Uh yeah. Last time I was because fucking my cat, I told him. <laughs> because I was like tweaking her all ten of its nips. <laughs> yeah. He liked it. Like a little furry flashlight. Is there anything more strange than the male nipple? No, there really isn't. There's no use for it. It's here. And it's just like one in every hundred dudes, like straight dudes, loves like nipple play. Yeah. You know, I'm not like huge into it. I'm not either. Morgan will do it as like a bit every now and again. And I'm just like, I don't like my nipples being touched. <laughs> it's just, no. They're covered in fur. Me and you are both, speaking of fur. I'm a very hairy. We are both very hairy men. Yeah. Yeah, and that was not a segue into the later read. It could have been, but we've still got more shit to talk about. Should have saved it. Well, um, uh, love is in the air. Oh, uh, like you? Okay, have you noticed nipples? Like, if you're dehydrated or hungover, your nipples are like bigger, puffier, puffier nips. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if they like retain like if what kind of like correlation there is between hydration and your nipple health yeah but i think it does exist i think so it's like the it's like the human body's version of the van gogh thermometer <laughs> <laughs> it's thick rounded fucking useless yeah no <laughs> shit that was perfect thank you uh, i've been saving that for three years yeah <laughs> looking for a place to toss it in to toss in a van gogh thermometer fucking reference well it's not it's not just, uh, you know, a virus that has gone airborne. Right. Love is in the air. Love is very much in the, the air. The boys witnessed some love this weekend. You saw we it virtually did. and in person. I did. I got to see the two types of way you can skin a cat, which is uh, watching, the, watching someone walk down the aisle in a very expensive dress in person. And I got to watch it happen on a TV slash computer screen. Very cool. Can't beat that. Love that. A Zoom wedding. Zoom wedding. The Friday wedding was at this venue called Mojave East in Newtown, the old stomping ground. Okay. The place used to be 
a prison. Very close. <laughs> boat repair. So it was like a boat prison. Yeah, more or less. You know how you put boat repair by train tracks? Yeah. Of so course. it failed. That makes sense. <laughs> it failed so boat repair. Is it anywhere near a body of water? Um you know what? Kind sort of the little Miami kind of by River. The river. Little Miami, but that's not a big enough river to put a boat slash yacht that you would have repaired there. Felt good to dress up, huh? I kind of dressed up. Yeah. I, I mean, I did. I busted out. We did the same thing. I have it like, but on my H&M Oxford. Nice. Button up Navy. Uh, my tan Levi's. Dress shoes. Alicia maybe put them on last minute. She's like, put on the dress shoes. I'm like, what but you I'm comfy. Wear? My, my, uh, my 2090s. No way. You were going to wear some like fucking flashy, bright uh, highlighter yeah. orange kicks. Fuck yeah, I was. Dude, I mean, power to you. I love it. With. I get why the first lady axed it, but. Ready for this? Oh well, come on! You would look fucking fire. Here's the here's the icing on the cake, mallard duck tie. Looking hot. I looked real you good. You looked real fucking. I good. looked great. I like that. And this was a uh, friend of the pod. Friend of the pod. Shout Sandy out Cincy shirts. Shout out Cincy shirts. Twenty five percent off all Halloween tees. No way. And in store. So guess what? There's your read, Darren. Uh, Twenty five percent off Halloween. We're in the spooky season right now. That's not a bad deal. Hey, easy. You're gonna get canceled. Oh, I didn't mean to call it spooky. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, insert racial slur. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was trying to think of a riff to go off of that, but yeah, you yeah, couldn't yeah. do it without just like full blown saying something terrible. Like Dem Yams is good. <laughs> you know, like, there's nothing great. That's like the most light one because it's a visual of racist art. Yeah, what are you going to do? How has Cream of Wheat not been canceled yet? Yeah, no is shit. It, here's why. Because only old people eat it. So they're yeah. like, yeah, this is what I remember. What's racist about cream of wheat? The advertisements. Oh, yeah. Was it all like blackface oh, and well, stuff? Blackface. It wasn't like straight up blackface, but it was like just like the stereotypical southern like uh, plantation house slave chef. Cool. Just like, I don't know what's in there, but I bet there's a lot of vitamins spelled wrong on a chalkboard. But it show is good. And it's like, oh, God damn. God damn, baby. And it's still the same dude. Same smiling guy. Not a great look. Not a great look. Just but Google cream of wheat 1927 or anything before 19, 1971. Yeah. Just, yeah, let's go 63. Go back. Yeah. It's rough. Push it on back there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah. a lot of good marketing schemes out not, there. Not great, but we went, we were at the wedding. Uh, they did not service cream of wheat. No cream of wheat. No cream of wheat. Was there an open bar? Lots of yams. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, there was a, I made use of the bar a lot. Uh, they, by the time that I was on my last drink. Did you drink, finish your bottle of scotch or? I didn't have scotch. Oh, Bill. I know, but I think I finished a bottle of gin. boy. Take that. That and bad. I went up there, they called me a frequent flyer. Nice. You get any points from that? Oh, yeah. On your driver's license? Come on. I'm a frequent flyer. What are my sky miles there, Chad? That's fun. So it was fun. Uh, We we were there with a friend of the pod, Chris Weir, and Lauren, his wife, and then co worker Ricky, who's great. He's a friend too, and his wife Jenny, who's also a coworker and friend. And we just sat at our table and bullshit. And they had Thunderdome for dinner, so it was like eagle chicken. They had Bakersfield queso and uh, chips and guac. It was great. Uh, we did not excellent. Did not hit the dance floor. No, 
we made an agreement we were not going to do that before. Like, it just seems weird. Like, we're in this warehouse that they that looked like it was straight out of Pinterest. Like, that they just, like, well, the walls are still white. String lights, yeah, everything. Yeah. String lights, fall decorations. They got a pier one that came straight from Kirstie Alley's pussy. Yeah, right. Like, it was, you know, it was nice. It, is it my taste? No, but guess what? I'm not someone who is a big Etsy person or is into the those kind of things, right. you know? Like, Alicia and I's wedding was classics, like, our, our, our things in the middle the decorations were classic Cincinnati beer cans. Yeah, that's us. That's cool. And Christmas and winter, like that's us. But it wasn't anything like super fucking Etsy. Or- your wedding was beautiful, man. Thank you. No, was, I loved your wedding. That was all Alicia. Yeah, Alicia's got the eye. She should be a wedding planner. She knows what she's doing. So it was great. We had a great time. It was fun. I, I, I didn't black out, but I sure as fuck tried. Did anyone bomb a speech? Um, oh my God, dude, the funniest fucking thing happened. So Sam's dad is giving his speech to them. Like, you know, the father's speech, the father's toast. And the DJ accidentally hit his space bar and his song started. And then he immediately stopped it. And he just like robotically turned, looked at the DJ and said, thank you. And then just kept going with yeah, his speech. Yeah, well, that's not bad. And, did it get a chuckle or well, was, it, was it everyone was like, yikes? Well, yeah. Um, well, here's the thing. Only one person in the room laughed, and it was me. Of course. It was a howl. It of was course, not- because you understand what it's like to be performed. Like, you can sympathize a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it was a full head back. Ha! Yeah. <laughs> Echoing in this old warehouse, yeah. and everyone looks at me to divert from that. I'm like, whatever. You don't know me. I'm a fucking drunk coworker. Yeah. Fuck it. Damn. So, but it was fun. It was great. It was a good time. And then the streaming wedding was great because, like, we just got just as drunk sitting on Logan and Sarah's couch watching Corey and Adam's wedding. And then we're like, let's go get dinner. And we went to Sacred Beast. I went out and got drinks and then went home and played the new Quiplash. Fucking excellent. It was perfect. It that was new great. Quiplash sounds fire. It's great. I need to set up a game soon. Yeah, let's set up a little game night, bitch. Yabish. It'll be fun. That's exciting. So that was your Friday night wedding. Friday and Saturday night weddings. Oh, and then Saturday was the Zoom one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you had a full wedding weekend. Full wedding weekend. It was great. It was awesome. But then Sunday was a lot of sleep and sweating on this couch. No shit. Sweating out all that gin. Oh, God. And everything else. Yeah, and Gordon's gin. Not like like top tier, like, or at least middle of the road, like Tanqueray. Yeah. No, it was fucking Gordon's shit you find at a BP the bottom shelf. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to yeah, play through. If they have a version of the liquor that you can buy at a gas station. That's like watered down or whatever. You, that's not what you want to be drinking. No. And when they say extra dry, it's not because of the taste. It's because it's lacking booze. Yeah. No shit. Well, you drank a bottle of it. You got your fuckers fucking money's worth. Oh yes. Yeah. Sam. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. I, uh, How I was, was your, you went to a wedding. Dude, Saturday. I, on, what a killer on, fit. on Friday night, I did, I hosted for comrade John Holmes. How was, how was chameleon? It was a blast. Chameleon was a lot of fun. It wasn't packed in there, but there were enough people in there to make it fun. How many think you think came out for Johnny boy? I'd say probably 18 to 20, 18 to 20 ish. Mm. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Some comics showed up. It was a good time. John's mom showed up. Oh, isn't she a delight? She's such a delight. Way less Russian than I thought she would be. <laughs> she was just like such a nice little lady. But same body type. No shit. Same height. Yeah. Same. Well, used to have the same hair. Yeah. Every, yeah. Looks very, very similar. Yeah. She same laugh. A, she was a delight. So that was my Friday I night. I Mama Holmes. Good show. Um, Holmes crushed it. It was great. 
And then you had Giles and Rand in Gu- the middle. Yeah, I hosted it. Giles and Rand did the feature spots, and everybody did like a little per home's request. Everybody did like a little home story. And just, like, kind of talked about him a little bit just right. to kind of get the camaraderie in the room. And it was an excellent show. Did anyone talk about him um, tanking it onto the stage at Chameleon? No. That was... Were you there for that when night? When did that happen? He was, a couple years ago, he was so fucking drunk, and he went, and he was going up to tell jokes. Careful with that. That is a torch. Oh, yeah. That's a lighter. That is a real... That's a big dog. That's for the stogies. Fuck he was yeah. ready to go up, and he was stumbling through... He was fucking pinballing off of tables, and then he goes to step up onto that stage, and he, like, trips, but he's drunk. He's so drunk, but also quick like a cat. Yeah. He just bounces back up, grabs the mic, and then just slurs into it for five minutes, and then almost falls getting off the stage. Love it. Perfect. Holmesy. Well, he had his shit locked in tight on Friday night. Drink him about 15 Little Kings. That's, yeah. But, well, like, that's well, standard. Well, he's a little king. Yeah, I mean, he is a little-ass king. He's my little that, king. He is my little king, John Holmes. Mm. So that was Friday night, good comedy show. And then Saturday night, I went to my cousin's wedding, Jacob, who is listening to this podcast right now. Shout out, Jacob. Oh, he's on the porch right yeah, now. Jacob Dixon and his wife, the now Christine Dixon. Wow. Very exciting. And it was a fucking dope wedding. Yeah? It was really good. It was at this place in Melbourne, Kentucky. Is that like like, half an hour from here? It's like on the Kentucky side. You're driving down this little country road, and you look out to your left, and you see Riverbend. So it's like... Okay. And then you drive like 10 more minutes. Just along the border? It's like out that way. Okay. Just right along the border, right on the river... And I mean, I can't, I, I can't pronounce it. It was like Juanita or it was O-N-E-O-N-E-A-T-E-A or something. Okay. It was like Native American or some shit. Sure. But it was this, it was such a cool venue and it was outdoors and it was perfect weather and it was right on the river and it was just a fucking killer wedding. In like a big old tent? A killer wedding. Uh, the ceremony was outside and then the reception was yeah in like a big old tent type deal and it was just it it was one of the best weddings i've ever been to like the weather was so good everyone looked all good you commented on my fit i was hyped on my fit daddy got me a turtleneck i'm i'm going it's turtleneck season i think i'm switching to a turtleneck boy i can't do it i like the turtleneck man well see i have a long neck i don't Exactly. I have a double chin. Well, yes. it's not as prominent. No, you don't have a double chin so much anymore, but you've got big, thick shoulders. Yeah. And, like, yeah, a turtleneck for you, wouldn't it wouldn't fit your build, but I look like a goddamn turtle out of a shell anyway. <laughs> I've got this bald head and a big, long neck, so the turtleneck, uh, it looked nice. You're like a hot Mitch McConnell. I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. He's worth 25 mil for some reason. Yeah. Shouldn't be. No. I digress. But uh, no, it was it was wonderful. I liked you know I, my outfit was fire. My girl's outfit was fire. All the groomsmen and all the bridesmaids. Christine looked absolutely gorgeous. It was uh, it was just wonderful. Let's get to the meat of the bones here. Let's get to the meat of the bones. Speaking of cousins, <laughs> Mikey Webster, dude. Nothing to crack here, brother. I'm top, sorry, dude. Top. Top three wedding performances I've ever seen. No, wow. Dude, I'm not kidding, man. He fucking killed it. In the best way possible. Of course. Dude, it was so awesome. We went to uh, Hofbrau House before. 
The wedding was at five. Kentucky played Tennessee at noon. Oh, no. In Knoxville, and we haven't won in Knoxville since 1984. It's been that long. Tennessee's been bad since 2013. Okay, the streak has been broken. We've beat them a couple times at home since then. Sure. But it has been 36 years since we won in Knoxville, and we went down and fucking drubbed them, dude. We beat their ass. Fuck yeah. 35 to 7. Beat their ass. Two pick sixes in three minutes. Beautiful. Like, it was so fun. Um... We get the first round of beers. My mom's like, yeah, sure. The guy's like, you want a big one or a little one? And my mom's like, yeah, I'll take a big one. It's, you know, it's Saturday. We're going to a wedding. And I just start laughing so hard because if you know anything about a Hofbrau house. <laughs> They're huge. The large so beer is a liter. Yeah. And my mom just had surgery on her wrist. She couldn't pick it up. She had to, like, drink it with, like, she, like, fucking wrapped her goddamn elbow <laughs> into the <laughs> handle and, like, was pulling it up. So Webby had him a couple big old... Like, Wait, he was had she a, also drinking it out of a straw at yeah, one point? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's beautiful. Mask on, drinking it out of a straw. Webby had him, I think, two largies, a, a full two liter of stout German beer. Oh, my God. Five hours before the wedding. <laughs> then we part ways. Everyone kind of cools out. <laughs> yeah, dude. Everyone pulls out. Me and Morgan and my brother go back to Morgan's apartment, mm-hmm. check on the little kitty, smoke a bowl. Then we go back to the venue, and we're already there. And then I see my mom and dad, my cousin Webster and Megan pull up, and they're just all housing Bud Lights in the back. So yep. I'm like, all right, it's about to get sauced up. Then we're there early. The wedding doesn't start for like an hour. And me and my dad and Webster are like, well, we need beer. Yeah. So we just go and find some beer and yep. and found and got some beer. Like, And we were where we weren't supposed to be. Like me and my dad and, and Webster <laughs> were just like chilling with like the wedding party. <laughs> like drink, <laughs> drinking beer like way behind the scenes and everything. Take beers out. This is a long story. No, you're good. No, no. The end of it is that Webster just like was the dancing king, man. Oh, I saw the video. Dude, it was so fucking fun. And he really didn't. If you're listening to this and you're embarrassed right now, don't be, Mike. Because you you didn't embarrass yourself. You did what you were supposed to do. You brought the fucking party, man. Yeah. And the dance floor was about as safe as it could be because it was just like all small children. <laughs> and then me and Mike. <laughs> and Mike it's like, it's like Mike, dude, Mike was just getting after it so fucking hard. You know the song Savage Love by Jace? That song, Mike requested it. Okay. Guy DJ happily puts it on. All the little kids are doing the TikTok dance. All the parents of the little kids who know the TikTok dance are doing the TikTok dance. It was fucking fire. About 20 minutes later and a couple Mick Ultras later, Webster goes up and requests the song again. <laughs> and I see the conversation and the guy's like, nah, I don't really want to play it again. And Webster's like, come on, play it again. Savage, looks, Savage Love comes on again. Absolute gangbusters. It's funnier the second time as, <laughs> as, a, as a callback. Everyone's like, oh, this shit again? Hell yeah. Everyone's doing the dance, getting after it. And then, and then like 30 minutes later, oh, no. many McUltras later, I, don't, I can't hear it because there's music playing, but all I saw was the back of Webster's head talking to the wedding DJ. <laughs> I could see the DJ's face just be like, God fucking damn it. And then I saw Webster 
pull out a twenty dollar bill, <laughs> shove it in the guy's fucking face, and then I just saw the the wedding DJ just hold up the number three, and he just goes, "I'm not playing it three times." <laughs> so he was going in to request Savage Love for a third time, and he's just like, "You fucked me, <laughs> you fucked me, dude." It was it was it was just so fun, and Jake and Christine very in love. I had the honor of speaking at their wedding. How'd that go? It was great. I mean, they, the, the timing of it was pretty wild. And Jake, we can discuss this later, but someone from Christine's side of the family spoke. And then I thought I was supposed to speak after her. Yeah. So after the first person spoke, then they did their vows, yeah. which they wrote themselves N- not a dry eye in the building. They were beautiful vows. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll speak at the reception or something. Mm-hmm. After the vows, they're like, let's get Lee up here. Oh, no. So I had to go up and read the goddamn Art of Marriage by Alfred B. Peterson. <laughs> After, I was like, I had to follow the vows. Oh, no. You're buried. You're the whole. The absolute burial, man. Oh, oh, no. Yeah, I know, dude. So, but it ended up going well and got some laughs out of it. And it, like I said, the, the whole evening just went off without a hitch. It honestly did feel as safe as it could be. Yeah. We talked about the bracelets before. I mean, once the liquor started going, those bracelets were pretty much moot. Exactly. You know, but, I mean, mom went and got tested. She's negative, so I know that's not how it works, but uh, I think I'm good. You know, and it, it, was, just, it was just such a, 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 a great day wedding. Oh, Yeah. Dude's guy go like during during the reading deal. What? And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck? And then I lean up sitting next to Warren Weir, and I'm like, is this guy? Is there someone in here jacking off? <laughs> she has to put her head down and laugh, and then Weir looks at me. Yeah, ripped. He don't drink anymore. No, so he he came stone. Like when we met him in the parking lot, I'm like, you're high as fuck. Yeah. Like, okay, tight. And, and and he's like, what? I'm like, that guy. There's someone in here jacking off, and he is just. I'm watching him bite on his mask, trying not to laugh. And then I look over <laughs> and I see this woman stand up, put a blanket over this guy's face in a wheelchair with a like a hat that says like Navy or something on. I don't know if it's he's a vet. <laughs> Or if he got Uh, fucked up in the line of duty. But during this, she's like looking over at everyone by her in these pews like, sorry, sorry. And just wheeling him out down the side. So what? Did he see a ghost? I don't Probably. Uh. He probably saw an Asian guy. (laughs) Charlie. No. (laughs) Pull armor. (laughs) And and he's just being wheeled out. He's just like, I'm like, Sam looks great in her dress, but calm down. Dude, there was this really funny moment in Jacob's vows where he was talking about the first night that they met each other. It was like something along the lines of like how he didn't want to go to this party, but he ended up going. Little did I know I'd meet my forever. It was it was sweet. Aww. And then I don't even like and then he goes and then the next morning I asked 
asked you if I could give you a ride home. And me and my side of the family started laughing so loud because it was just like, oh, you guys just fucked. (laughs) First night you ever met each other, you went home, you dastardly bastard. Love it. And it was so funny because like everyone kind of picked up on it, but no one wanted to laugh (laughs) at it, but we all fucking laughed at it. That's so great. And, 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 you know, I'm not throwing any shade here. But the reason why I asked if anybody bombed a wedding speech at the wedding you were at is because I witnessed... Oh, the biggest bomb? Two. Two. True bombs. Oh, no. True bombs. Buddy of mine, best man in the wedding, guy named Chris, uber talented, photographer, artist, produ- like, he's, he's the shit. Yeah, yeah, he's a triple threat. He really is. He, I, I got nothing but love for him. But about an hour before... He had to give his speech. He waddles up to me, and he's like, hey, man, you want some of this? Pulls out a flask, Weller 12, which I'm sipping on right now on, uh, you know, courtesy of Bil- Bilbo. Yeah. He had him a flask full. Oh, no. Couple ribs off of a Jay-Z. Dude, it was so bad. <laughs> man. <laughs> Jake, dude, uh, you know it's true. <laughs> oh, no. And it was all coming from the best place, but, dude, it was like eight minutes. Oh, fuck. He just like, kept rambling. It was like eight minutes. He got lost in the sauce up there, man. He got lost. Mm-hmm. He wanted it to be so good, and it just wasn't, man. It, dude, yeah. And, like, it was... I mean, just like you, it, like just like I was talking about before. Right. The fact that we are public speakers. Yeah. When you see somebody doing it wrong, it's, like, painful, but then we can appreciate the pain more than other people, but then we can also, like, laugh at, laugh at it more than other people. Right. Because, dude, I was dying. I went about four minutes in. I was like, I can't see this anymore. I like this guy, and I'm. I feel so bad for him. I went and took a pee. Came back, still going, <laughs> still going, man. Oh. It was really something. Shout out Chris, man, and I'll hit you up. He he runs social media for Fifty West. Oh and shit! He wants to do a comedy show there. So wow. we'll, so we'll holler at him. Yeah. Oh, good news on the comedy show front. I, did, I forgot to tell you this earlier. OTR Braxton, they're in. So that'll be back up and running. Fuck yeah, and that's a big old room. Big room. Yeah. I don't care, whatever. It's big, it's spaced out, they got the garage doors, I think we'll be fine. What are you going to do? Do comedy. overall, I would have to grade the wedding a 10 out of 10, man. And I'm not just saying that because I know Jake is listening. Of course. It was like such a pretty venue. What was the dinner? Uh, Uh... your choice of brisket oh. or pork tenderloin. Oh, baby. Tenderloin I don't know, every time. I don't know who ca- catered it, but it was really good. I had mm. both. I went back for seconds. Nice. And, I mean, it was safe. It was buffet, but, like... They people, called you up by table? Pe- it was table by table, and then someone was serving you. Yep. They were wearing gloves, facial coverings. Yeah. Um, sanitized tongs and everything. I feel like if you're going to a wedding... These guys are pros. It almost doesn't even need to be said. They know what has to be done. And this wedding should have had 250 people at it. And they were a buck oh five. You know, like it it was, they did compromise. And anybody who wants to say, oh, they shouldn't have done it, they can suck on my little tiny dick. Yeah, you want to know why they did it? Because they had this date, and then they probably tried to reschedule and realized everything was booked up in 2021. Already booked. It happened with, with and the dude. Sam I'm with telling you, man. Wedding. I don't know. I'll I'll show you this venue. It was so cool. It was like its own little community or something. Yeah, like it was like a almost like a subdivision. 
Like there were just all these cool sculptures all over the place. Everything was like all the landscaping was like completely manicured. It was right on the river. That's they nice. had a they had like this like trading station type room that just had like top golf and a pool table, Whoa. And like a poker table, and like that's cool as fuck. Had its own church. I was really taken aback by the whole thing. And publicly, the first new nasty boys shout out. Congratulations to Jake and Christine Dixon. I love you both very much. And uh, huge shout out to Mike Webster for just <laughs> bringing the fucking Kill, heat. Killing the wedding. Bringing the heat, I'm man. I'm so proud. It was so good. I'm so proud. No, it was, a, it, was a, it was just an excellent weekend, man. That's fucking it, it, great. It made me feel good. That's good, man. And you know what is really good is I took all of that good juju from the weekend, and I have been uh, heinously depressed the last four days. How about you, Bill? Same. <laughs> I fucking can barely exact same. peel myself up off the fucking bed. Uh, you can't because, dude, it's like, okay, here's the best way for me to think about it, how it happens for me. It is because you do something like that, and yeah. you have so much fun. And it almost feels normal. And Even though you, everyone's wearing masks, sure, it but, almost feels normal. But you're around other people, and you know you're just as social as I am. You feel their energy, and then you go back to being in your clamshell. Complete social creatures, Billy. And... What's even more crazy, you think about that, you watch that happen, and you're like, wow, they did something, they accomplished it, they accomplished their goal this year, and then you realize, shit, I had plans, I had goals, and I, you, you don't, they're just non-existent. Yeah, that was a big milestone that they checked off, and then we're sitting here like, what do I do? What, what do we do? I know. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, I got, know that was a big drop-off, but I'm just like, right. if I'm being real, and we talked about it when I got over here and yeah, yeah. ate dinner with the, the yeah. divorce and the Devoraporium. Thank you for that. You're welcome. It was, it was very nice. I, I am dragging, man. I know, me too. It's been tough. Like, well, with me, like, you know, I wake up and then I'm immediately working, which I love doing, and I'm working all day, and then I close my laptop, and I'll, you know, I'll also be checking my phone for emails throughout the night and stuff, but... What is there to do? What is there to do? What do you, I mean, like, I mean, there's things to do. Like, I look over and I'm looking at one, two, three, four, five game systems and my tel- my fairly good sized TV. It's gigantic. It's a 55 incher. I want to get a 70 inch because I'm narcissistic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you're not narcissistic, but if you're gonna be stuck up here in the attic like Anne Frank, get you yeah. a fucking TV. Yeah, I want to get something that's loud enough I get caught by the Nazis. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want something that shakes the floor and they go, nine! Yeah. But, I mean, there's stuff to do, but it's not the same. Like, I've been laying on the couch playing Super Mario Sunshine all week. Don't get me wrong, it's been great. Yeah. But it's not the same as, like, I'm going to hit these mics, I'm going to do these things, I've got plans. Because then, like, I plan my week through, like, I can hit these mics, and I've got a show this weekend, I'm going to perfect this joke. I have a goal. And then in the long term, you look at it, it's like, I got these dates, I got this filled up, and then I can also parlay it into doing this and just keep spreading. Yeah. That's not a thing now. I know, man. Exactly. Like, the, the, my, the, the best thing that could ever happen in comedy. You've done it a million times. I've done it a couple times. You get a date. And you're like out of town, and you're like, let's plan something around this. So you start Always. hitting up all the bookers in the states adjacent to that, and you're like, let's go on a little run. And it's yep. like, it, that's not a thing anymore, man. No, it, it's not a thing. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, I was all day hitting up, just going through and sending my avails to bookers and everything. And for the most part, people got back to me, but the answer was just like, nothing. I don't really have anything to give you. Right. It's like, you know, Atlanta might bring me back. 
But, but it's also you think they would keep it local. Yeah, exactly. Like we're that's keeping the move. it local. Of course, that's what everyone's doing. That's yeah. where all the pockets are. Yeah, I know. So I mean, there's no real touring. I don't know. I just. I mean, I'm shocked. I've got two dates in November out of town. You have one too. Yeah, we're both at the same club, different spots. And then I'm at a winery, and then I got my first 2021 date. I know. So it's like cool, but I don't know. Like I've got that tape. I watched it from Chameleon from two weeks ago. I'm thrilled about it, and I think that you know I'm kind of I don't know if I like cut up and post it now or do I wait when things. It's that same predicament well, like I had with another, my album. I was thinking about that when I was sending out my avails on Monday and Tuesday. It's like I have a good tape right now, but. It is so difficult to get a, you know, a quote-unquote good tape right now. Your chameleon tape is great. Yeah. It's still, like, 30 people outside. Right. It's, it's not, not that roaring, lo- you know, rolling laughter where you sit in it, and it's, like, 30 seconds of the tape is just you smiling on stage, basking right. in laughter. It's, it's not. Like, what's a good tape anymore? It's not bananas. Yeah, no, it's not bananas. I know, and I, I didn't even mean to, like, bring it all down, but I'm no, just you're like, fine. Jesus Christ. Dude. I know, because, like, you know, one of my things is I've, I put out the album in May, and I was like, cool, let's get started on, like, a 20-minute or something. Yeah. Which I have. I have that now. I went through my notes and looked, and, like, half of what I did at Chameleon is new. Yeah. Or, or, or not on the album. Yeah. So I'm like, cool, this is a great start, but then I'm like, what's the fucking point? Where do you do it? What do you do with this guy? Uh, I think I forget his name. Nathan. He's a new guy at OTR. He's a new uh, the OTR store. Cool, cool fucking dude. Yeah. He moved here. He moved here from Italy. Right when the pandemic hit in Italy, and moved to Cincinnati. Just is he thought Italian it was cool. or was he an expat? He's from the United States. His his girl, his wife, and them had to move because she works for. Uh, Ray-Ban, oh, Oakley, nice. the Lou Mexico or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they moved back here because it was remote, whatever. And his whole thing's singer-songwriter. Oh, man. Well, that's completely dead. At least comedians can still do the semblance of comedy on a patio yeah. or something. But it's like, com- like musicians, He's they like, just now were allowed to start playing. And yeah. he doesn't know anybody. He knows. Right, exactly. So it's like, Fuck. But he, he toured here a little bit. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, I've played Motor like three times. I like it. I love Motor. So he's been like, he's like a nationally touring pop folk act. You know what I mean? That's tight. He's awesome. But he's like, now he's working the counter at the OTR Cincy shirts. I know, man. And he's like, I don't have anything to look forward to. Like, he, he came and hung out at the show on Sunday at Mecca. That's the guy who I was talking to. Uh, Johnson? Yeah. Nate Johnson Music? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. followed you. What a sweet guy. Yeah, he, he rules. Yeah, he followed me, and then we had a little back and forth on, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. that guy is a f- super cool dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big old man. And a Yeah. You know, she can't sing. Like, there isn't any more booking for her. Opera was... Fuck, it's doing it again. Okay. Opera already not, like, huge... Oh, we got that blinking light of death over oh, no, there no, no, on the both of them. Good. Oh, okay, the blinking is good. The blinking means we're getting sound. There, I don't think I was talking like directly. There's something. I think it might be the microphone itself. I don't know, but like she had stuff lined up for this year too, and it all got canceled. And what they say is when you sing, you can project spit up to like these up to like 17 feet. I mean, especially opera. Right. There's no microphone. You are projecting from your inside. It's the most beautiful things that are hit the hardest. 
I mean, we're talking opera. We're talking weddings. We're talking laughter. Like those are everything is getting hit hard. And if you don't fall under one of those categories and you're rolling your eyes, but if you're listening to this podcast, baseball, going to a baseball game. Yeah. You can your fucking only... kid or your homies to a baseball game. It's like right. it's it we forgot we forgot how much we depend on each other until we couldn't be around in, in each other. Exactly. You know, and it's like and now we're all everybody just hates everybody else and it's uh it's a sad sad fucking case right now, baby. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Okay. Yeah, we're good. I just... What the fuck? Oh, I got to keep it this way. I got to keep it straight down. Straight up and down there, sweet Bill. I wonder if we lost anything. If we did, I'm sorry, but I am still posting this because... This is getting posted. Yeah. What do you want? Huh? I said, what do you want from us, nasty boys and girls? I know, we're this trying. This is getting posted, man. This is 2020. This is the definition of it at this point. I don't fucking get it. But no, it's just... It, it, I know. Everything... What was kind of nice to see was... Uh, the, these two Instagram artists I follow, Crocodile Jackson, the guy who did my, uh, uh, what is that, that, the devil butthole I love you shirt? Yeah, you've got some badass shirts, and then you've got a tattoo kind of inspired right, by it. Right. Um, and then another guy, Wizard of Barrage, who I follow on Instagram, they are doing a joint show. And I'm like, cool. And they're doing, like, times you can book it in. You're only allowed to be in there for 20 minutes. I'm like, cool. Art is figuring it out. So I think in, no matter what... Cases are raging. This isn't going away. The, the world's reopened, and it's just, well, we're just going to have to live with it and keep pushing through. So hopefully 2021 means, I don't know, book more shit? Yeah. Do more things? Well, I was telling you, I, I have a date that I booked today or yesterday for, it's in 14 months. That's insane. In 14 months. You're middling in... Yeah, exactly. In 14 months, I'm middling in Atlanta. That's insane. Which is exciting, but, but like, yeah, it's, it's so crazy. I don't know. I know. I mean, not all, not everything is bad. Well, you're turning 30 soon. Yeah. Jeez, uh, sooner than I even realized. In you like just a, brought it up. December like a, 14th. Yeah, in like a month and Less a half. Less than two months, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's goddamn two months away from Christmas. Oh, I know. Two months. Oh, yeah, because you're in the T-shirt game, baby. You already know that shit. I've I've already been hit up multiple, multiple times for Christmas shit already. Getting companies who are ready for it. And there's companies who won't be that are just not going to, and they're going to hit me up last minute. But I already know it's gearing up. It's happening. So either way, no matter what, no matter who wins or loses in two weeks, the world is open, and we all just have to adjust. It ain't closing again. No, there's no way. You can't do it. I mean, we're hanging on by a thread as it is. Yeah. You can't close You've it again. It's like we've already... We're like a, like a dog at a fucking shelter who's already been beat. And I will say... We're I, skittish. I didn't... Yes, that's so true. We're skittish. Everyone's scared. I mean, understandably. How could you not be after all this? Our entire fabric of our lives was, right. was completely changed. And I will say this... We're not being negative. We're, we're we're talking about the circumstances of where we are. Talking about what we but deal with every you, fucking day. But if you do have to find a silver lining, the silver lining is the adaptation that people have done. Right. Comedy went outside. Weddings shrunk and went outside, or they went onto the computer screen. Yeah. Like people, we're still adapting. No one has rolled over and just taken this. Right. Like there is still joy to be had. Christine and Jacob still had a fantastic, beautiful wedding. Oh yeah, Webster no doubt. still got blacked out at a fantastic, <laughs> beautiful wedding. Right. There is still plenty of good in the world, but 
no. I mean, like we were just saying, like when it's dark, it's dark. When it's dark, it's dark. Right. And you have nowhere to go, and and it's scary. I was watching on Her Majesty's Secret Service, uh, George Lazenby's only Bond movie. Very good. Um, But he got lost. He, like, was trying to lose Spectre, who was finding him. He got lost in an Austrian crowd, or a Swiss crowd, like, of people. And you were like, what the fuck? It's been just shocking. I've been watching that, and I've been watching those One Bite Pizza reviews, because, you know, I'm just doing, I'm just, it's just there. The guy's a douche, but it's still fun to watch. Sure. But he's, like, in New York, and there's people just passing him. Yeah. Like, bumping in and moving around him. Like, when is that? When, when is that going to come back? When I is when is it When is it going to come back where I can just sift through a crowd at a concert? Yeah. You just Do you remember, the like. The things that you hated the most at, like, a packed bar. Dude, that's exactly what I was about to say. You missed that. I would just you, be like, you, you. I would never go to Mr. Pitiful's just because I hated shoulder to shoulder. Or yeah. it's like filing out of Paul Brown Stadium or Great American Stadium and it's just a fucking mess and you get beer spilled on your shoulder and yep. you're like, this is a fucking mess. I wish that we could like, I don't know, social distance. Yeah. <laughs> and now, now you're just like, to be back in a space that could fit 150 people with 200 people, I would just love it. Yeah, I just want to be at Go Bananas when it is sold out. Rocking. Rocking, and I wanted to be the middle of February when it's coldest, and they have to kick the air on because there's so many people Ill- there. Illegally sold out. Like 250 right. people in a room with 220 capacity. Correct. Adding, like, dude, just, we, the Go Bananas, we used to sell out shows and then bust out metal folding chairs and put them in between yep. tables. And set up little folding tables. Yeah, dude. All the fucking time, man. And now it's covered in drywall dust. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's a whole different fucking podcast, baby. I don't know. You know, Christmas is coming up. uh, And, you know, there are so many jobs that are gone, this, that, and the other. I wish there was a way to, like, make a little extra scratch, you know? Yeah, me too, man. Uh, I mean, sports are back. I, yeah, I guess you could bet on sports. You could. You could probably bet on sports at betonline.ag. There it is. How about yeah, that? I think Self that, alley-oop. You know, you can't go to a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online, they're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. That's game spreads and totals and team player and coaching prop bets. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on the on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures right now, Bill. Right now! Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Also, head to BetOnline today and use the promo code ARMCHAIR, armchair to take advantage of the great sign-up bonuses. Do it. What's that promo code, Bill? Armchair. It's armchair. It's armchair. <laughs> you know what I haven't been finding on my armchair lately? Stray pubes. Stray pubes, baby. <laughs> haven't found them anywhere. There it is. Huh? That was a good one. Thank you <laughs> so much. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker. It's a nose and ear hair trimmer. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice as your clean, shaven pubes. Do you ever have, like, a thing where you're pulling out your nose Constantly. hairs or ear I have to trim my nose hairs, for some reason, four times a week. Dude, that's crazy. You know how hairy I am? Yeah. I am, like, a, just a, a, a Yeti going through puberty. Yeah. I don't have that. I'm a nose hair monster. I've got hairs growing on the tip of my nose. Oh, my like God. Like on the outside. 
I'm that a hairy bad. little bitch. Wow, when you get old, those are going to look. For a bald, blonde, oh, blue-eyed <laughs> pussy, I've got a lot of hair. Well, guess what, buddy? What, Bill? Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their weed whacker. Believe this that. nose and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin-safe trademark technology, which prevents nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. Talk about your balls. Or your butthole. Or your butt. That's Or your taint. Oh, God, a good taint trimmer. Mm. The premium Manscaped Weed Whacker uses a 9,000 RPM motor powered 360-degree rotary dual-blade system. Its intelligently contoured design enhances the trimming experience, and and it is waterproof, which makes it for easy operation and cleaning. The only nose hair trimmer on the market with a powerful and rechargeable lithium-ion battery lasts up to 90 minutes of use. Have you ever pulled out... Nose, your nose hairs with your fingers. It is brutal. That might hurt worse than nicking your balls. It's terrible. Manscaped is making whacking your weeds a time to look forward to, delivering maximum confidence with providing while providing hygiene. Yes, you will get a replaceable blade every three months to keep your weed whacking time clean and enjoyable. Look, fellas, 79% of partners polled admitted that nose long hair is a major turnoff. It's time to get your upgrade it's time to upgrade your Manscaped routine with the Weed Whacker. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ROGUETHEORY at manscaped.com. I think that's the wrong read. I'm pretty sure it's armchair. Yeah, that's got to be that happened armchair. before, too. It's not Rogue Theory. What the fuck is Rogue Theory? I don't fucking know. Let's, it's armchair. Here we go. Let's do this again. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com thank you manscaped for keeping our pubes trimmed and hairs in our holes looking nice love a good hair hole get 20% off of free shipping with the promo code armchair armchair at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com use the promo code armchair Armchair. what are you waiting for go whack your weeds so the that stat is funny to me. Seventy nine percent of people say it's a turnoff. So, so is that like no? You. But is that like twenty one percent of people that are like no? I think it's sexy as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like no, no. I like a girl with big old thick black no- nose hairs coming yeah. out of them strolls. Mm, I like it when my man has those ear hairs that grow from the hole. It's got that little, little uh, yellowy wax on it. What's not to like, mm, man? I like to like to roll together and then put a little lighter to it. And roll it up. Yeah, yeah. I like to have a Yankee candle out of my ears. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, it's like Shrek. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that hurt. Well, what do you say, man? You want to talk well, a little ball? Speaking of this, yeah, how, how wild is it watching the World Series and looking out and seeing fans? People there. How about that guy throwing his glove? That was so, so glorious. So, so hammered. Puka shell necklace, puka shell bracelet, mullet, mustache. Like, I think... Like an affliction shirt with oh, like buttons. That was like unbuttoned. A, I know exactly what that was. That was a 2002 American Eagle Henley that was unbuttoned. That he's been. That is his going That's his out going shirt. out shirt. That's his World Series garb. That's it. He dressed up. That was so fucking In funny. His olive green fucking cargo shorts and his best thong sandals. Okay, watching this series so far, I do. Even though I think. Stroh's Dodgers or Yankees Dodgers would be more fun, maybe. Yeah. But, like, I think just the juxtaposition between how the Rays built their team and how the Dodgers built their team, two completely polar opposites on the spectrum. Yeah. I think it's fascinating to see it play out. Yeah, I agree. I mean, dude, we're baseball fans watching the World Series. I still couldn't name four players on the Rays. Oh, really? Not really, man. No. Okay, fair I enough. I mean, you got Brousseau, 
um, uh, the ugly pitcher Blake Snell. <laughs> yeah, the you've the got the fucking that, the earthworm. Yeah, that like crazy breakout rookie. I can't pronounce his name. Are you talking about Randy Reza, uh, yeah. Reina? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's just it's Charlie fun, Morton. It's fun to watch. Oh, Charlie Morton. Tyler I have no Glass idea now. how fucking clutch Morton was. Oh, beast in Game Seven. Something like four and zero oh with a point six three ERA yeah, in Game dis- Seven clinchers. He's disgusting. Yeah, that's so impressive. Yeah, but it's it's been fun to watch. Mookie Betts is the best player in the world. Oh yeah, and he just keeps proving it. Yeah, and Bellinger. Dude, he's robbing Christ. a dinger and hitting a ding, hitting yeah. dingers. It was, you know, what really fucking pissed me off though was as soon as he hit that dinger, was that game one? Yeah. And John Smoltz would not shut the fuck up about his shoulder. Yeah. I almost, well, I just, I almost drove down to Arlington. Yeah. And broke into that booth, Smoltz, called up our buddy Rich, me like, let me in. I have to punch John Smoltz. Smoltz isn't great. Keep in mind, John Smoltz is also a man who had to spend some time on the DL because he burnt himself while ironing a shirt that he was wearing. <laughs> I always forget about that. Wearing a shirt, tried to iron it, severely burned his body. So you think he's a complete idiot? Of course. But here's, here's my theory about John Smoltz. Do you think John Smoltz, ha- he, he does the Fox, right? He does the World Series, gets probably paid handsomely. A lot of money. But then in the offseason, he's on two to three, maybe four times a night on MLB Network. Yeah. Do you think he has, like, severe debt because he's an idiot? Because he's just working, working, working. That's a really good question. Right. Hall of Fame pitcher. I've never seen another Hall of Fame pitcher be on television more. That's really true. Than Smoltz. I haven't thought of that. Yeah. He might have just bought himself one too many trucks. He or he owes once many people, and he doesn't want his dad to get murdered off a highway in North Carolina. Okay, shout out Michael, Michael Jordan. Jordan. <laughs> God damn, he doesn't want to get last danced. You know, coming in hot. Yeah, with no, these great theories. But I, I liked Kershaw going and getting a win, dude. He, he needed it so he bad. He did need it because it's like he's so good, and he shouldn't be remembered as a choke artist. No, he needs to be remembered as one of the best pitchers of a generation. You're absolutely right. Yeah. But the problem was every single time he went through the third time through a lineup or in a relief appearance, got he got shelled. fucking shelled. Got shelled. Right. They're like, oh, just because he's the best pitcher doesn't mean he's the best in that situation. Yeah, because, I mean, they've seen it before. Right. And now he's getting up there in age. He's only 32. That's so crazy. He's been in the league for what, over a decade? He's been in the league for 37 years. Yeah, no shit, man. But think about that. He's only 32, which means he could go until he, he with the way he pitched with that slider working, he doesn't need to throw 97, 98. No. He needs to throw 93 to 95 and throw that slider and hit his spots at 88, 89, and he's fine. Jason Starks tweeted something, and Glasnow did get lit up pretty good in game one, but he tweeted something that was so crazy. Throughout the entire season last year, 162, Glasnow had 37 pitches above 100 miles per hour dude i want and in this postseason he's got 38 pitches over 100 miles jesus an hour. christ it's, the, it's that playoff adrenaline bump man it's that boost where these guys are going out they're swinging harder they're throwing harder they're running harder like yeah. everything is just balls to the walls i mean how many i wonder how many of those guys have thrown including that bull like everybody in that race staff has thrown over 100 this postseason has to they're all flamethrowers yeah that's their whole thing and it's also so nice to watch like i know we would have wanted yankees dodgers or we would have wanted astros dodgers because of the storylines 
but we got the two best teams in baseball. It was not like a playoff fluke or anything. We got what what we've waited for all season. The two best teams in each league got to play each other. Yeah, exactly. And they get to play a seven-game series. That's what it should have been. Which is great, but that still does not give me hope for the extended playoffs in the future. Manfred came out and said again, he's like, I want them yeah. next year. But I definitely don't. No. You're... I still don't. I mean, it's it cheapens great. it cheapens the season, of course, and you don't want that with 162. So uh, that's still bonkers to me. But I mean, I, I I texted in the group chat on Monday. I'm like, this series is over. Yeah. And then they turn around and have the moxie to do what they did last night with having Charlie Morton go against Walker Bueller tomorrow. Yeah. That's a fucking matchup. Yeah, that's a good matchup. That's great. Lexington's own Walker Bueller. That's so tight. Northsider. No, sh- yeah. He played for he played over on the, the the north side, which was like I've talked about this easily the the third worst league in a city of three leagues. That's fucking. And then bonkers. he went to Henry Clay. He didn't. He wasn't a private school kid or anything, and like wasn't a world beater. Like no. he had the frame and he had the tools, but it's not like he went eleven and zero with a zero ERA and struck out fifty people per nine innings. Like. He was good. He had the frame. He went to Vandy, and he became what he is. Well, Vandy's a fucking pitching. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They know exactly. That's it's home of Derek Johnson. Exactly. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Sonny Gray. Yeah, and Sonny Gray, baby. Speaking of our three-headed monsters, if you had to, if you were on betonline.ag. Sure. What would you, if you were setting the odds for betonline.ag, what, what percentage do you think Trevor Bowers are red? Is it 50-50 or is it worse than that? I think it's worse. I, I don't want it to be, but I think it's worse. You think it, yeah. Money. It just comes down to money, and it comes down to what the front office can convince Bob to pull out of his wallet. Which, by the way, front office. We called it on the last episode, fuck me, fuck me, That fuck you didn't me, hear. That you didn't get to hear, that we all recorded. We called it. We're like, yeah, Nick Kroll's going to get the job. They're go- so are they effectively, Danny said something about this in the group text. Are they effect, like, they're not going to hire a GM? No, he, it's all rolled into Nick's job. So it's all crawl. So they're just, that's wild. They gave him the keys to the kingdom and said, go. I mean, he's been with the team since 2003 as a, as a scout, as an advanced scout. Yeah, I had no, I would have not guessed that he would have been with the team for almost 20 years. He's a holdover from the last regime. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's really crazy. And now he's taken over trying to... Lead us to the promised land. I have I, the only thing I can have is hope. I mean, the moves that he's made as GM with Dickie Dubs as Prez, I, they've been trying. They haven't. I B, mean, B, like a B. I'll give him a B plus. Yeah, with what we have and what, what what budget we have to work with, or what they're willing to spend. Yeah, great. Yeah, give him a B. I'll give him a B. I'll give him a B plus. Yeah, for sure. He gets a ninety percent. Right. Uh, so, uh, 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 uh. and we're talking. I, but I mean, there's nothing else we. I mean, we can't not accept it. Yeah, we can always ask for better from ownership. We can always do that. Yeah, but guess what? I mean, we aren't we aren't that fucking rich, and we understand that baseball's been hit. The Cubs laid off a hundred people. No shit. This week, yeah, hundred people in their organization. Correct. Like, what are those jobs? I have. I don't know. Like scouts, scouts, analysts. Analytics guys, um, you know, just small little things that you don't think about that come together to make a great organization. Right. 
So I understand that baseball's been hit by that, and so consolidate, keep what you have in house, and just try and ride it out. But man, I want to say them signing Bauer. Seventy-five percent no, twenty-five percent yes. Damn, that's that, because those it, aren't good odds. I, because it strictly comes down to how many years and how much are they willing to pay him, and knowing that the Yankees can just go out and be like, "Fuck it, we need another huge fucking arm." Yeah, let's go get Bauer. Can you imagine the Bauer Red and Sox. Cole? The re- dude, of course, that's disgusting. Um, and then you also have the Red Sox saying, like, we're close. We just need another piece that goes with Chris Sale, who didn't pitch this year. Yeah. Think about that. Fucking Sale, Rodriguez, Avaldi, Bauer. That's not, that's nothing to fuck with. Yeah, that's not bad at all. That's not bad. And then you also still have teams like the Dodgers who could go out and fucking sign it. You have literally everyone is at play. He wants to go play with his boy down in, in, in San Diego with Clev. Yeah. I, who... Knows he is a West Coast guy. Yeah, he's from that area. He's from North Hollywood. I I wouldn't be shocked if he returned home. But what he did say about about like Derek Johnson and and the team and everything like and the fact that he is going to win the Cy Young. He's gonna win. He just won today the Players Choice Outstanding Pitcher Award. It's almost like a surefire prelude to winning the Cy Young. Exactly. People who win that go and win the Cy Young. Correct. Which. If he wins, I think, because he will win, I think him winning the Cy Young puts a couple points in our corner that our front office with Crawl will want to bring him back. You have to after 151 years of professional baseball. And it hasn't been pretty the last 20, but let's not get it twisted. It's one of the best organizations in baseball history. It's one of the most storied. Yeah, Yeah, of course. But after 151 years and you finally get a Cy Young winner, the one thing Castellini set out to do besides win a World Series was bring in a Cy Young, was to have the Reds have a Cy Young winner. Yeah. And it finally happens. Dude, you can't you can't just let it slip away. No, that lets the air out of the already leaking balloon of Cincinnati fanhood. Correct. And the best, the the second best pitcher available on the market is Masahiro Tanaka. That's a big step down. Yeah. Straight up. I mean, you could probably sign him for cheap, but how cheap? You might as well spend the extra twenty, thirty million to get Bauer and bring him back. And we've been talking about like speaking of the off season and speaking of our front office and stuff, we've been talking about like things that we need to address. Yeah. We've brought up catcher a couple weeks in a row. Yeah. I still think it needs to be upgraded, but what a world that we're sitting here talking about upgrading catcher when we've got Tucker who is looking like he's gonna win his second gold glove in the last three years. Yeah. With those other two guys, I really don't. Yeah. I can't. It's, it's who? It's the, the three finalists for catcher are Tucker, Wilson Contreras, and then Stallings from, Stallings from Pittsburgh. Correct. So all three catchers are all in our division. We will have a gold glove winning catcher from the NL Central, yeah. which is pretty cool. Pretty fucking awesome. Not bad at all. I think Tucker wins it. And then, talking about an offseason addition, Shogo. Which it's so crazy that, I mean, he's a finalist for a center field golden glove when he wasn't even our left left field, and he wasn't even, like, our every single day left fielder. No, because David kept him on the bench for how long? Yeah. Didn't even let him finish a game for AB 
How many times did that fucking happen? I know. That shit is wild. Yeah, I know. It's so... That just shows you how good he was defensively. He was so good. Stalwart. Yeah. So if he wins it, I think that solidifies that you leave him and laugh. Oh, he's our left fielder. Yeah. Winker DHs. Or he's our center fielder. Yeah. I don't know. We, we could speculate about that all fucking day and keep talking. And keep talking in circles and then we figure it out. Um, but, man, how cool is that to have those three guys after we finish above 500 and just get fucking thwomped in the playoffs? That gives you some more hope. That is hope. It's definitely hope. If if nothing else, we need hope. Do we need it the most? We were talking. We speaking of catcher in the off season. We wanted uh, uh, Jismoney Grundle. Yeah. So Grundle and McCann are two catchers that play for the same team, the White Sox. They're both finalists for the Gold Glove. It's disgusting. What an embarrassment of riches. It's gross. Your backup catcher is a Gold Glove finalist. Right. Last year, last year he was a fucking all star. Yeah, for the White Sox, what the fuck? An so, embarrassment I mean, of riches. So what do you? Okay, so this puts you in a position. Like, do you just tell Tucker like, get in the cage, get you a good hitting? Like, like you know how Tiger Woods has a swing specialist. Yeah. Does Tucker hire the best in the game? Like to be a to get a swing specialist? Yeah, I mean, you know does I mean? Tucker should he have to hire someone, or do the Reds be like, Tuck, come on in, we've got the best swing specialist available? That's true. I mean, we've got Derek Johnson. Why don't we have that in the hitting? And, and with Allen's, like, if you look at his past, the past teams that he was the hitting coach for, there was never a team collectively that hit above two forty. No. So it's there's no great. hope there. Yeah, it's no... There, there yeah, isn't sure. a glimmer of hope unless you're like, you look at it and you give them another shot saying like, all right, you've got this year coming up to prove it because then you will show that you have developed the system throughout the minor leagues. Did you know that Seager Dude. is having like one of the best postseasons of all time? Yeah, he's hit seven, he's what, seven dingers? I thought it was eight. Is it eight? I, I think at it, Globe I, Life? I think it's eight because he tied Barry Bonds for... Like, I think most home runs in a single postseason or yeah. second most. Because yeah. Beltran had, like, 11 that year, one year or something. Right. But, like, Seager's out there, eight dingers in one postseason. Jesus. Want him. Want him. I know. But here's the thing. If he's a free agent in 2021, yeah. uh, Greg Amsinger said this on MLB Network last night. He's like, if you were sitting there in Globe Life Field and you're John Daniels, the GM of the Texas Rangers, and you're sitting up in that box and you're watching him hit dingers left and right in this ballpark. Pay the man. Pay him everything, everything you can out of your back pocket, because you're trying to get fans excited. Yeah. For twenty or 2022, 2021 off season. Yeah. So pay him, bring him in. But I want him bad. Correa was great this postseason too. Correa is a finalist for the shortstop Gold Glove in the AL. I want him. I know. How weird is it that the Gold Glove is announced on November third? Jesus Christ. What else is happening that day? Why is that weird? Um, that's the end of the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the end of the United States as we know it before it slips into either. A- so let's see here. We've got, I'm just going through and looking at some of these finalists. We've got Shogo, but just some other notable names. I mean, AL Central, were we the best defensive t- uh, division in the whole league? The NL Central? Yeah, NL Central. It looks I mean, like at it. Second base, you go Adam Frazier, Pirates, Nico Horner, Cubs, Colton Wong, Cardinals. 
Goldschmidt is at first. At first, shortstop, you got Javi Baez. Left field, you go uh, Shogo Reds. Tyler O'Neill, Cardinals. He's gonna win it. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean it's 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 very very NL Central heavy. Well, think about it. We had how many teams from the Central make the playoffs? AL Four. and NL. Oh yeah, seven. Seven. And they all got bumped the first round. Uh, every single one. Every of them. Every single one of them. But still. You got Rizzo first base. You got uh, Kyle Hendricks and Alec Mills, both for the pitcher. That's okay. Max Freed. Um, no, I mean, just going through it, it's wild to see. You got Alex Gordon. Oh. Left field in the AL in Our, his final season. I would love so cool. to see him win in he his should. final year. He should. That he should if for nothing else other than that. It's a victory lap. Yeah, no, it's it. a victory lap. Give it, give it to the man. Uh, and then a bunch of normal suspects at third base in the NL. You got Nolan Arenado, Manny Machado. Uh, yeah. They haven't announced the Cy Young yet. No, not yet. Not yet. No, not It'll yet. It'll be next week. Who will it be? It'll be DeGrom, Bauer, and you? You, yeah. I think they have three. Is it three or five? I don't know how many they run out there. Because I wouldn't be shocked if Freed's on that list either. Yeah, for sure. He, he deserves it. Right. Let me see when that But I'm so I'm just so proud of Tucker, man. Right. I'm so proud of Tucker. He led the league this year with players... Minimum of 100 innings pit or played as a catcher. He saved 10 defensive runs. That's a lot. That's insane. That's a lot. That's a game changer. And don't even think, like, and his framing metrics went up tenfold. Sweet tuck, man. After we just do shit you know on what, him. Do you know what his contract situation is? Tucks? Yeah. He's here for three more years. He's here for three more years. We I didn't realize we locked deal. him up that much. Uh, oh, uh, here we go. Award schedule. Here we go. Um, do, 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 do. All awards will be handed out during a televised event on MLB Network starting at 6 p.m. <laughs> on November 3rd. Well, November 9th, Rookie of the Year. November 10th, Manager of the Year. November 11th, Cy Young. November 12th, MVPs. You have to go. If the Dodgers win the it's World a, Series, it's, it's Mookie. There's no way it's around bets. it. It's, yeah. they, he's just been hyped up all year. It's for sure Mookie. The Dodgers are so good. It's gross. I mean, Chris Taylor, Will Smith, you don't even mention I want them. Chris Taylor the most. Yeah, but Max Muncie, going off. You know who's a free agent next year? What? Kike Hernandez. Love that. I would be about that. Their, their lineup is fucking retarded. It's gross. It's so crazy. It's gross and deep. But so are the Rays, man. They can come at you a bunch of different ways. I, th- I think it's, I mean, it's a coin flip, but it's going seven. You think it goes seven? I do now. I do think it goes seven. I think it goes seven. Both teams have the arms. And if, but here's the thing, game seven, if the Dodgers, I'm, I'm going to say it, if the Dodgers roll out Kershaw. Game seven. The Rays win it. Toast. I wouldn't. It, toast. It's so mental. That wouldn't surprise me at all. No. But I would respect the fuck out of them for throwing Kershaw out there and saying, go get him, Tiger. You're our guy still. Yeah. You're here for like seven more seasons. Speaking of mental and off-season awards, you see who won the uh, NL or the ML comeback player of the year? Dan- Daniel Bard. How fucking wild is that? Dude, I, it's a name that if you, had, if you had asked me, I wouldn't have thought that he had been out of the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember him busting into the league 
with Boston. Right. And he was a flamethrower. He threw it 100 miles an hour. And then he just completely got the yips. He's been out of baseball. He was not a professional baseball player for seven years. Yeah, no. Seven fucking seasons. He was a mental Mental coach. Yeah. He got the yips. He just couldn't throw a strike. He was throwing it behind batters on accident. He was pegging people. He just couldn't mm-hmm. throw a strike. And then people, he would go and help these guys with this mental stuff, and then he would show them how to work through it and throw, and these guys would be like, you still have it. Yeah, absolutely. And he, I watched this little interview with him today where he, last, last year he was just on a couch. He went through a bullpen, and he was like, well, fuck. I, yeah, I could do this. He said he would just have regretted it the rest of his life if he hadn't... Uh, Thrown his hat back in the ring yeah. to try to get signed, and he came back and he had a great year for the Rockies. Yeah, he got a, he got a save. Yeah, and I love that as someone who really went through the yips bad. How bad were yours? The yips, uh, you know, uh, who knows? Um, I was kind of over it anyway, but the yips effectively ended my baseball career. You think? Yeah, dude. I was I was a good ball player. I could have I could have been a catcher. Uh, yeah, I could have walked on to. Plenty of D1 teams. Yeah. I could have played anywhere I wanted, D2, D3. And uh, I was like 1.8 pop-to-pop time from throwing, like, on my knees down to second base, you know? Yeah. Couldn't throw it back to the pitcher. That was my problem. Couldn't throw it back to the pitcher, man. Nope. Dude, it was it was a fucking nightmare. You saw it happen when we were playing softball. Yeah, dude. It was a nightmare. You just can't make the easy throw. Chuck Knobloch got it when he was playing second base. Yeah. A lot of people, you just get in your head. And, dude, it, it, it ruined me. It ruined yeah. my senior year of high school, man. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. I mean, dude, I was, like, batting over 300, hitting dingers, throwing guys out, picking people off first base. And I was getting mocked by the other team, like, throwing it back to the pitcher. Would you loop it in? Completely loop it in. I would pump fake, like, two or three times, and then I would just completely rainbow it back to the pitcher. Yep. And had a couple guys take second on me. Throwing it back to the pitcher. Uh, the most embarrassing thing in the world. Like, oh, my God. Looking back on it, it just makes my stomach turn. I feel really bad for that kid. I feel really bad for 18-year-old Lee. I do, too. Yeah, man. I, I, I don't know. And it's like, it kind of defeated me. Yeah. You know, like, I, I never fully, like, you just can't overcame f- it. Well, it's not a thing that you put in your repertoire when you think about it. Yeah. Like, when you're talking your pop time, you're talking about footwork, and you this is muscle memory you work on every yeah. single day with how many different drills. There isn't a drill to just wing it back to the pitcher. And then, like, I would, like, kind of figure it out, but I would just have to throw it back to the pitcher as hard as I fucking could, as if I was throwing it to second base, and then all the pitchers on the staff were just like, yeah, no, we don't want that either. Can you cool it? Yeah, exactly. So, how come there's that stigma with catchers about getting the yips? Like, you know, can't throw it back to the pitcher, but then pitchers are known for being notoriously bad about throwing it to first base. Can't pick off, or like if you get a ground ball back to you, have a hard time throwing it back to first base. Right, but they don't. There's not that stigma there. Was for it them. Lester? Who couldn't do it? Lester couldn't do it. You Darvish couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. There's a ton of guys. There's a lot of guys you watch, and they're like halfway to the halfway to first, and they underhand it. Yeah. It's the, whole, it's the same thing. But there's that stigma with catcher where it's just like, you got to show. You got to be. It's like that fucking dumb macho bullshit thing where it's like, you got to show that you got this gun to throw it back to the pitcher. You yeah. Gotta, and it's like, no, I don't. No. Guess, how I, guess what? I'm actually being smart by luring them by if I loop it. They don't think I have a gun behind the dish. They're going to take a bigger lead. I can get them at first, or they're going to try and take second on me, and I got them. Yeah. It's more a deceptive thing, and I think that that's a stigma that needs to be eliminated from the game. 
Fuck that stigma. Fuck any stigma, Bilbo. Fuck yeah. Fuck a stigma. Fuck a stigma. Name of the title. Name yeah. of the episode. Fuck a stigma. Fuck a stigma. Right. Yeah, in we're throwing the eye. f word right in the title, baby. Fuck yeah. We're nasty. We're gross. So you think Dodgers in seven? It depends. If they throw out Kershaw in Game Seven, then I'm going Rays. But if they throw out Walker Bueller, if his blister holds up, that's what's going to be interesting about tomorrow. Blisters. That blister on his finger, like he's like, it's fine. I'm like. You is just it? Don't know. It's your whole thing. Yeah, it's literally your job to make sure you don't get that. So I don't know, man. When you got Charlie Morton against Bueller, that's interesting. That's a that's that's like okay. We understood what one at games one and two were going to be, but game three is the toss up for me. It's just that lineup, and that's where the momentum's going to shift for the rest of the series. Yeah, for sure. Who who's up two one? Who's fighting from behind? Right. I love a series where it goes. Back and forth, back and forth, back and Same. forth, back and forth, and then game seven, who's going to win two in a row? Right, because I hated that Braves series. Yeah. They go up, they go up what? 2-0. 2-0, and then win. 2-1. They were up 3-1. 3-1. And then same with Astros and Rays. They were, I was like, fuck, they're going to blow, the Rays are going to blow it. Couldn't believe that <sighs> they pushed it. By the way, if you like this pod, listen to the Houston Astros, The Edge. That podcast is fucking wild. It breaks down everything about the Astros scandals. And, like, the first couple episodes, it, like, goes back, like, just from the beginning of their franchise and, like, Lunau and, like, his background. Jeff Lunau is a goddamn monster. Yeah. No, did you hear he came out, what he came out and said today? Or, like, yesterday? He came out and he had his first public statements and he was, he came out and he said, like, oh, I didn't, I had no idea what was going on. That's what he said. Yeah, I still, he still is saying, like, I had no idea what was going on. I knew that there, and there, he said there are still people within that organization and they know what they did and they knew what they're, st- and I, I wouldn't say that, like, they are still doing it, but there are people that I removed from certain posts yeah. that were doing it. And got demoted in the, in the organization. Then I got removed, and then they got pushed back up. It's a dirty franchise, man. It's gross. It's a dirty franchise. They, I, li- I heard this quote today. It was like this on the podcast. It was an old interview with Alex Cora back when he was with the Sox. And they had gotten shelled. Like the Yankees had just gone out and just shelled them. Right. And in a post-game, Alex Cora... And I don't know like how we haven't heard this yet or how it hasn't come out. Alex Cora goes, yeah, yeah, well, that, they were like, what do you attribute to the Yankees' offensive explosion today? Like, were your pitchers just not getting it done? Alex Cora smiles, winks at the camera, and goes, ah, oh, yeah, well, they got my good buddy Carlos Beltran in their organization now, so who knows what they're up to. Jesus. Dude, it's crazy. Like, everyone knew about it, man. The first it starts it starts off with that Mike Berlinger guy that fucking the the Blue Jays pitcher who pitched one inning. Oh yeah, and he got, got called shelled. up. He gave up fucking. He he came in. He pitched a third of an inning, six hits, five runs, out of the league forever. Yeah, he should be able to sue Major League Baseball. You know he did. Did he lose? He uh, it's still in the courts, but he sued them for thirty six million dollars, which is the number of World Series bonuses that the Astros players got in 2017. That fucking rules. It's sick, yeah. Fuck yes. Yeah, he was really well-spoken. And the guy who is doing the podcast, um, Peter Bird or Brand or something, I can't remember, but he's the dude in 2014 who went in to the Astros camp 
because I had forgotten that the Astros were the worst team in the league. Oh, like one of the worst teams of all time. Back to back to back hundred lost seasons. Yeah, they, they went. They lost. They won fifty one games in twenty thirteen. Yeah, they stockpiled picks. Like as bad as it gets. So he went in and was just like. They were just, Lunau was completely transparent with them. It was like all access. And then in 2014, this dude writes an article, and the front cover of SI is George Springer, and it says, uh, Congratulate your 2017 world champions, the Houston Astros. Yeah. Three years before it happened, he called it. Then he writes a book called Astro Ball. Yeah. And now he's like leading the charge to be like, fuck these guys. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a fascinating list. They listen. made my career kind of they, they helped me so much, but then they ruined the game. Well, he's been villainized because they're like, dude, you're a journalist. How did you not know this? Right. How did you not know this? How did you like put them up on this pedestal of like changing the game? Because I mean they were they like Yeah, their analytics department was bananas. It was top notch. Aside from the Rays, it was like they were they were real. Um, they had this thing called people have heard the phrase the cutting edge, mm-hmm. but the Astros analytics guys coined this term called the bleeding edge, and the bleeding edge took into account like stretching a double into a triple or yeah. stretch, st- stretching a single into a double, and you slide in and you scuff up your wrist and you're bleeding, but now you got an edge. Right. And they would like mathematically just be like, well, if you do that and it works 60% of the time, even that translates to more wins. Sure. So they used math to, you know, kind of determine like how aggressive they would be on the base paths. It's a fascinating podcast. Sure. Yeah. It's a fascinating podcast. But then also those guys were so good with numbers and, and, and their spreadsheets and their statistics that they figured out a code to break these signals being called. Yeah behind the dish How and fucking it goes back to like the history of sign stealing it goes all the way back to uh who was it in the 40s it was the the reds did it against the giants in the scoreboard i can't remember the they had a guy up yeah I using can't... a flashlight yes in the back of the scoreboard and they would flash one or two for fastball ch- or off speed i can't remember the details but i do know i it was right after it was like in the late 40s right yeah. after world war ii this guy who worked for some team, he came back and he had learned Morse code. Mm-hmm. Can't re- I'm sorry about the lack of details, but a Reds player, they were playing the Reds, and they noticed that the third base coach, before every pitch of the opposing team, would put his foot in a certain spot. Yeah. And a Reds player ran over in between innings and started kicking the fucking dirt and getting in with his hands and, like, digging in the dirt. And he found a fucking buzzer. So the third base coach would pick up the sign and then stand on the buzzer and tap his foot, like, one buzz for fastball, two buzzes, and do Morse code that would be relayed to somebody in the dugout, and then the manager would relay that onto the batter. So, I mean, it's like sign stealing is... It's a part of the game and has been for years. And it's like even before, if you see like really, really old footage of baseball, it looks so queer because the catcher wasn't in what we know as a catcher's stance. Mm-hmm. They would stand there and it was like jazzercise. They would like bend over at the waist and yeah. receive it like that. And the only reason that catchers squat like catchers do is because people were picking up on the signs. Yeah. So now the catcher, like, the catcher, like, 
sign stealing is such an ingrained part of the game, and I think it's in large part why the Astros felt like they were justified in doing what they were doing. Right. But it bastards. But there, yeah, but that's I mean, using technology to do it is is I think it's wrong. But there is a point to where you've got a runner standing on second and he's giving a sign because he's picking up on it. That's just a catcher being lazy. Mm-hmm. But using like video and and trash cans and yeah. buzzers and everything is is totally normal is totally wrong. Is Berlinger, that, that that kid who got knocked out of the league yeah. by the Astros in twenty seventeen. In his post-game interview, he said it was the most embarrassing moment of his entire career, just getting shelled like that. In his post-game interview, they asked him what he thought was happening, and he was like, I don't know. In the bullpen, my stuff felt on. I went out there, I warmed up, my stuff felt on. Even when they were shelling me, I had my stuff. In the post-game interview, he goes, it's like they knew what was coming. Wow. It's... It's it's like Ugh. a Hollywood drama, man. It is so fucking crazy. Ugh. That's so sad. So let's sign Carlos Correa. Yeah, in let's the get him. Season. Let's get that sweet, sweet stro daddy. Get him in, and then they can move Bregman to short, and we'll take Correa, and then he could teach us how to win a World Series by cheating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah That'd I'm be great. Good. I'm fine with that. I just want the I just want the trophy. Twenty twenty one. Give me that commissioner's trophy with an asterisk on it, baby. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Care. I don't care. Oh my I god. I don't care. That's some hope. We know baseball will happen next year. We do know that. Um, Phil Castellini went on a Cincinnati podcast, and he was like, we have to be realistic and understand that this season, this next season, like this still is going to be around. Yeah. We're going to start probably the season at 25% capacity and hopefully get to half by the All-Star break. Yeah. Which is, I mean, but that's a realistic way to look at it. He's absolutely right. Think about it. April 1st. It's not that far away. It's not that far away. And as long as this has been going on, uh, I mean, it, it isn't and in the grand scheme of thing, it has things and, and research and everything. It hasn't been going on that long for them to develop something that's going to make everything immediately return to normal. Right. And he also, they, so then they followed up by asking, like, so or is the parade going to be on? He's like, what would you rather do? Have a distanced socially distanced parade that's just not what we normally do or wait and fucking throw and not he didn't say fucking but throw the bash the Cincinnati par- the, the opening day parade that Cincinnati is known for Can you imagine how so good which that's going to be 2021 we are probably not going to have the opening day parade fine just another thing that's fine whatever I we're used to gut baseball. punches and did you know that the average age of a, of a Cincinnati Reds fan is 57 you know what changes that and drops that number down? Winning. Yeah, no shit. Winning. So, yeah, because the 57-year-olds are old enough to remember when we were great. Yeah, they remember <laughs> the big red machine. Yeah, dude. A 57-year-old right now was what? Like in their 20? Like they were our yeah. age in 1990. Do you know what I remember? 2010, 2012, 2013. I remember that I recall. clear as day. Yeah. I, vib- I, I barely remember 99. Sure as fuck don't remember 95. No. So, yeah, dude, like, that's what brings people back. I Let's don't know. start winning and bringing them back. Baby. Winning right the fuck now. Speaking of winning, let's round third and head for home. Score some runs here. Score some runs. Tell me, Bill. Uh, fourth um, burp of the pod. Uh, Fourth burp of the pot. I know it's that beer, man. Um, 
tomorrow, Friday, we're both on the same show. Yeah. At Chameleon. It's Gabe Kia's album release. Fun times. Make sure to buy that. It's Oh, yeah. Plug the fuck out of that. Yeah. It's Gabe Kia's first album. About fucking time, nerd. Yeah, um, no shit. Fish out of water. Dumber than a fish. Dumber than a fish. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Dumber than a fish. He's fucking great. Gabe is a fucking cornerstone of Cincinnati comedy. He yeah. is a ni- one of the funniest and nicest dudes. I know everybody says that, but like the first time I ever went up to Go Bananas just to hang out, Gabe just went up. He's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Gabe. Nice to meet you. I'm like, I'm Billy. He's like, what's your deal? I'm like, I do sketch stuff. He's like, oh, well, come hang out. And like, you know, we hung out. No, Gabe is a gym and his album is so good. We were there. It was. I was not there. Oh, yeah, that's right. I was out of town. Oh, yeah, Daddy was working. Yep. I emceed it. Ladies and gentlemen, Gabe Kia. Woo! You can hear me at the beginning of it. Uh, it's going to be a great album. It's uh, Stream it everywhere, but if you're a real G, go and buy that shit on iTunes. Go buy it. Go listen to it. Yeah, go buy it. It is. It's just, it's just an excellent album. Or come to the album release party. Yeah, for sure. That's tomorrow, Friday the 23rd. Yeah, it'll be great. At 8 o'clock? Yeah. yeah. So Gabe Kia, Gabe spelled Gabe. Kia is K-E-A. Mm-hmm. Just look it up and, and listen to it, man. You won't be... Support, support a guy that we all love. Yeah, he's the best. So definitely do that. Um, I don't think I have... Oh, and then October 20... Hold on, let me pull up the date. Ninth, I will be at Go Bananas Comedy Club doing Sticker Treat. Bet, I'll be there too. Um, my character, I will be Harry Seinfeld which is Jerry Seinfeld's cousin, who's a werewolf. I like that. Dude, I've been... Because I, I'm doing that show, too, but I haven't been able to nail down one yet. I think it's going to be tricky to do without being, like, offensive. But I want to be Cat Williams, but... As a cat? C-A-T. Oh, my God, that's so <laughs> fucking funny. <laughs> What's up with these bitches taking my milk? Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. So I'm, th- I'm going to be Cat Williams. That'll be funny. That's really fun. Uh, I'm doing that show on the 29th, and then on the 30th, Christian Grant, a new comic in Cincinnati, is hosting a show at Urbana Cafe. It's outside. I'm doing that one. Oh, in uh, right up the street? Yeah, I believe so. Holy shit. Yeah, so I'm doing a show there, uh, and then November 6th and November 7th, I'm uh, headlining the... Uh, the Laughing Post, Post Comedy Club in Georgetown, Kentucky. Come check that out. And if you are interested in what COVID-era quarantine comedy looks like, come and check us out at The Hub every Monday and at Go Bananas Underneath the Tent every yeah. Wednesday. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, it is interesting. Yeah. It's definitely different doing comedy to mask. It sucks, it's, but it's, what are you going to do, man? Yeah. It's another skill set that we have to learn. So. Yeah, and who would have thought we'd have to keep learning new things about comedy? Do that shit, baby. Um, and then the next weekend after you go to... The Laughing Post. Post. I am there featuring that Friday night. Yeah, and um, it, I've heard good things about that club, and even if I hadn't good, heard good things about it, I would tell you that I had. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Exactly. We're doing comedy, baby. That's it. That's all we can do. Bill, this was a fire one, And man. also, coming up, eventually, be on the lookout. I've oh, got a yeah, new podcast dog. coming out called 
Bond with Friends. It is where I sit down with all my favorite people. I match them with a James Bond movie. We watch and we talk about it because I love baseball. I love my wife. But also in those top three is James Bond movies. It's a fire idea for a podcast and an even better name. Thank you. Bond with Friends. It's what it is, and it's got a double meaning, and I'm into it. That's, I mean, the only reason I'm doing it is because of the name. Yeah, well, and the love of Friends and James Bond. Well, there's a lot of reasons, but I'm very excited, so keep on the lookout for that. Um, So, yeah. Thank you to Armchair Media for being our podcast ads. Thank you to Manscaped for keeping our pubes, ears, and nose nice and trim. Shout out Cincy Shirts. Shout out, shout out Cincy Shirts for sponsoring us at Braxton that one time and for employing me. That's pretty great. And uh, thank you to our premier online betting sponsor, betonline.ag. Go make that money, dog. So as always, thank you so much, and go red likes. Stay nasty. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.